You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode 136 of the Well Woman podcast. You're listening to the episode about crystals. Yep, you heard it right. In this episode, we're talking all about crystals for your menstrual cycle and how you can use crystals for healing. But crystals isn't just crystals. We're also talking about rocks, gemstones, stones, and many other aspects that make up minerals. So to chat about this, I invited the beautiful Lena Burton onto the show. Now you can find her over on Instagram at Libra Moonstone. You see, I had to ask her along because she's a metaphysical geologist and spiritual practitioner who combines the scientific and the metaphysical aspects of minerals to provide mineral healing and education to others. She provides spiritual guidance and healing for others during their own spiritual journeys. And you will learn exactly why, because in this particular episode, we talk everything you need to know about crystals. This includes what minerals are, what crystal healing is, how you can use crystal healing yourself how to find and pick the right minerals and crystals and rocks and stones for yourself and your own healing, how to find good quality stones and crystals and rocks, and then where to buy them. Not to mention, I do a bit of like a a hot seat with Lena and I ask her in depth, what stones do you need for menstrual cramps? What do you need to use for fertility? What do you need for period pain? What about healthy ovulation? What about headaches? What about your yoni? What about mood swings? I literally hot seat her about what, minerals are best for each of these different aspects of your menstrual cycle and of course everything to do with your womb space so i trust you'll enjoy this episode as much as i did i took so many notes during this episode recording and so if you love crystals and would like to explore this i strongly suggest getting your pen and paper or your notes on your phone ready this episode is brought to you by the well women academy the well women academy is my signature group coaching program It's a weekly membership together where we study menstrual cycles, holistic health, and how to reconnect with your body. Every month, our Well Women Access members-only self-paced educational content across a wide range of formats, including written, audio, video, and guided home study. Join me and women from all over the world as together we cover fields of ancestral health, Ayurveda, sexuality, sensuality, holistic health, and everything to do with your yoni. This is your chance to join an international community of supportive women to discover your cycle, your body, ignite your inner intuition, and illuminate your life. It's a cyclical sisterhood like no other, not to mention it's also cheaper than your daily coffee fix. To learn more and to join us, head to wellsome.com forward slash academy. That's wellsome, W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E.com forward slash academy. Lene, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. I feel exactly the same. We are going to be talking about topics that we've never discussed before. And so that always gets me super, super excited. So before we just dive straight in, tell us what day of your cycle are you on and how are you checking in in this moment today? I am on day seven currently. So we're having a good time. Um, I'm really prioritizing 
uh, rest and just making sure I don't get creatively burnt out. Those are my biggest things. I'm really allowing myself to take breaks, not feel bad about it because when I do have those creative juices flowing, I'm on it. Like I know what I'm doing. So really treating myself like a friend, making sure I'm asking, Hey, would you push somebody else to go past their limits? Would you, Mm -hmm. you know, speak negatively, like you're speaking to yourself. So just being really being a friend to myself right now. Oh, I love that. Being your own bestie. It's important. Um, I love that. That's so good. And I love that we're on such different ends and scales of the cycle on day 22. And it just goes to show that we can feel so differently at different times. Um, So thank you for checking in with me. Now tell us, who are you and what is it that you do? Yeah, because I found you on Instagram and I was so excited to be like, oh, this is so juicy. So, yes, expand and let us know who is Lene. Thank you. Yes, I am Lene. So I am a metaphysical geologist, which is a term that I coined myself. So by using the scientific and metaphysical aspects of minerals, I use those components to help heal other people, educate. I do workshops. Um, I have a Patreon where I help people and just teach people about the how and why of minerals because there's so many things like rose quartz is for love and clear quartz is for amplification, but why? And that's why I'm here. So that's what I do. I love that. Now, for everyone who's listening, they're like minerals. That's like in our food, right? And we have minerals in our water and we take like magnesium. Is that what you mean by minerals? So, yeah. So minerals encompass crystals, rocks, stones, and gemstones, because those things are interchangeable. And not everything that everyone says is a crystal is actually a crystal. Like amber is not a crystal. Um, Opal is not a crystal, things like that. So, because, you know, rocks are large masses, stones are small rocks, gemstones are gemstones because people say that they are. If we think they're really cute, somebody's going to say it's a gemstone. So I say minerals to kind of encompass all that. That way we have a better idea of what it is that we're talking about. But yeah, um, within all of these quote unquote crystals, there's all these other minerals. So there's magnesium, there's iron, there's, you know, oxygen, hydrogen, and all of these things make up these different beings of the earth so I kind of like to encompass everything so we know what I'm talking about (laughs) okay I love that how did you get into this like Uh, (laughs) oh I'm trying to remember you said at metaphysical geologist metaphysical geologist yeah that's me how does someone become that like how did you get to this space where you're like I know everything there is to know about crystal stones (laughs) rocks and gem and gemstones (laughs) And I think that's a good point because I'm someone who needs to constantly be learning. And the fact that we're constantly finding new minerals every day really keeps me going because I'll never be able to stop learning. But when I was about six, seven years old, uh, my mom was actually going to the local community college and she had a few classes at night. Um, And sometimes my dad was at work you know, everybody was busy. So she would just take me to her classes with her. Um, And during, I had been to a couple, but during one of the classes, the professor brought in some rocks and he was explaining like the different stages and everything. And that was like my first introduction into like when you learn in school, like the igneous and sedimentary and metamorphic and things. And 
I didn't fully understand what he was saying because I was six and this was a college class, but I knew that he knew what he was talking about. So along with that, both of my parents went to like this local metaphysical shop and that's where they would get their incense and their candles and all of that stuff. And I would always gravitate to the, to the crystal section. That was always like, oh my gosh. And I still go there. I've been going there since I was a kid, but After that, it was like, I got gifted a jade bracelet when I was 13. I've never taken it off. Um, I wanted to learn about like the properties of that. And that kind of snowballed. And then once I got to college, it was like, oh, like this can be something that, you know, is something that I learn about constantly. So I was like, why not take classes? Especially because I don't know what I'm doing with my life. So why not do something that I really enjoy? (laughs) So it's been, it's been like a snowball effect kind of thing. And then just after a while, um, you know, the spiritual community has gotten a lot bigger on social media. And I noticed a lot of people saying things about different, you know, minerals and crystals and things. And I, I didn't like it. Um, There was just a lot of like, this is, this is what it is. And that's only what it is. No questions asked. And I don't like that. I'm always a, how is this supposed to work? Why is this going to work? You say lapidolite is good for headaches, but why you say clear quartz is good for manifestation, but tell me why. And a lot of people couldn't tell me why. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell people why then. And, um, here we are. (laughs) I love that. This is so fantastic. I, I got my first crystal, a rose quartz, from my best friend for my birthday, maybe like, I think like eight years ago, maybe even longer actually. Actually, no, it was, actually, it would have been longer. It would have been like maybe 12 years ago. God, I feel old when I'm like thinking about how (laughs) how long ago I was at that age when she gave it to me. Um, But yeah, it's definitely something that I'm super interested in just for myself, you know, like I use crystal Um, yoni eggs I have crystal dildos or you know all like pleasure tools and I find them really beneficial but it's a question I'm always asked like what crystal is best for meditation or what crystal should I have out in the full moon I'm like dude this is not my thing I'm like I don't know (laughs) and I can't this is not something I want to fake till I make because you shouldn't like definitely not do that with this because you can get so misconstrued so I'd love to hear from you. I think maybe the next step we should go into with this conversation is what is the difference between a crystal, a rock, a gemstone, and a stone? Now, you mentioned that stones are like small rocks and rocks are like big, bolder things. Yeah, so a rock is a huge mass of rocks. So think, uh, I don't know, maybe like like Grand Canyon or, you know, mm-hmm. just like a, a, a hill of rocks. It just has to be a large. So um something like limestone or like feldspar, those are considered rocks. But then when you cut that down, when you chip that off and you have the smaller pieces, that's a stone. So a stone is literally just a tiny rock. Um, When we're looking at gemstones, gemstones are considered gemstones solely based off of human perception. So if they're very popular at the time and they look very good when they're cut and polished, then people are like, Hey, that's a gemstone. So, you know, emeralds and, um, amber and sapphire and topaz, those are considered gemstones when you're looking at a crystal. Uh, so a crystal has what we call a crystal lattice. 
And that means that the atoms within a crystal line up in a very specific way. And that means they belong to a specific crystal system. So there's wow. seven different crystal systems. Um, and depending on how those atoms are lined up, that's how they're categorized. So if you don't have that repeating pattern, then you can't be a crystal. So that's why we also have things called mineraloids. And a mineraloid is something that is not made from like an inorganic substance from the earth. So like, um, what was I going to say? Like moldavite, that's a meteorite. So that's not, that's not a mineral. That's not a crystal. Um, petrified wood is a fossilized tree. So that's not a crystal. Um, amber is fossilized resin. So that's not a crystal. That, those would be considered mineraloids. And they actually have their own system called the amorphous system, which is basically like free flowing. And they're really representative of like drastic and rapid change, which is why everybody freaked out with moldavite for a while. But it's like, that's literally just its purpose. Obsidian will do the same thing. It's volcanic glass. Um, I have very strong opinions about the Moldavite craze, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, and then minerals encompass all of those things. Fantastic. That's such a good summary. I think, you know, I'm a novice. I'll just be honest. I'm a freaking novice when it comes Love to this it. stuff. I'm like, oh, that's a nice stone. And, <laughs> you know, I grew up very tomboyish. So for me, even being like pink stone, no, 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 that's not <laughs> for me. So for me, I kind of feel like, oh, I'm very feminine when I feel it, like when I, when I buy a new crystal or something. But I feel that crystals can be such a great gift to people Absolutely. and they can be a really good tool for yourself and you know, how you can benefit or how you can use them, how they can benefit you. So I really want to ask about all different questions about like how to use crystals for your cycle and what crystals are best for us. Like how do we choose a mineral that works for us and how does it actually work? Is crystal healing a thing? So before we go into those questions, let's go to that last question I asked. Mm -hmm. Is crystal healing actually a thing? Like does it really work? Like, And then what is crystal healing? I love this question. Um, so yes, crystal healing is a very much a real thing. So like I said, when you have crystals, the atoms line up in a very specific pattern. So they have a frequency, a vibration that does not change. Humans, on the other hand, have, we are constantly vibrating at different frequencies, depending on what's going on with our physical body, our mental, our spiritual, all of those things. So there's something called the process of entrainment. And that means we have two beings that are vibrating at different frequencies. And basically what happens is when you're staying consistent and working with a frequency that's different from your own, what's going to happen is the stronger frequency is going to take over. So that's why it's basically the stronger one wins. So when you're constantly working with a clear quartz mineral, um, you're going to vibrate to the frequency of a monoclinic mineral. So that frequency of amplification of prosperity of attraction. So that's what the process of entrainment it is. It's literally two frequencies vibrating and working together and then balancing out to the same frequency. But because we're constantly changing and morphing to different frequencies, we're going to match that of the mineral. I'm like just thinking, this is the fucking coolest job ever. 
<laughs> like that's the thing that's coming to my mind. Okay, this is really, really good to know. I think any, anyone who's listening or everyone who's listening to this, it's kind of the way that I could think about it, Lene, is when you go out into nature and you just step out of the city or come off concrete or bitumen and then you just connect with the grass. You know, it's like the healing minerals or the healing, I should say, elements of nature mm-hmm. have an impact. For me, it's the ocean. I know you live somewhat close mm-hmm. to the ocean too, but like being in the water, like that's really healing. And I feel that minerals and crystals and stones and rocks are just another healing element. And, you know, I love when I travel, I get, I always find a stone that I can massage my body with. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love yeah? that. Because, you know, that. it's just like, it's so nice. I just love it. And, it just goes to show that the earth made this for a particular reason. And if you've ever noticed, like walk, I love walking on rocks and mm. I will call them rocks because they're big kind of bouldery kind of rocks that line different areas of our ocean or our rivers. And I love barefoot rock walking. It's like a little hobby that I have. Most people don't know oh, about, but it's because it's great for your balance. You're really, really present. And if you're not present, you'll fall over and really hurt yourself. But I'm not doing it like on the edge of a cliff. I'm just walking next to like a river or by the ocean. And connecting with the rocks or the stones is just so healing. I feel it's so much more balanced after doing that. And it's just a freaking rock, right? So imagine if we took that with like a certain mineral that was beneficial to healing ourselves for a certain element. That was just like, oh, all right. So that was a tangent. How does, you, you just explain what crystal healing is now. If someone wanted to apply crystal healing to a challenge they may have, so let's just say it's period pain, or let's just say they've got headaches or they've got a broken heart at the moment. How does crystal healing work in that aspect? Like what are the steps to take? And they can be quite simple. Yeah. So I think there's, yeah, definitely simple, just a couple ways. So some people are specifically crystal healers and they'll take you, go into a very balanced, cleansed room or space, um, surround you with those different minerals. And usually they're set up in a very specific way where you are kind of the grid um, and the minerals that are being applied are surrounding you. So that way they work together. And they help heal you and balance out that frequency for whatever you're looking for. Um, So that's one way to do it. I'll do that myself for me. Like I'll lay on the bed and I'll set up my grid and I'll just allow myself to rest and just let like, just let everything work its magic or whatever I need it to. Do you have a course on how to do that for yourself? Because you know what? That's a really good idea. You are Um, welcome. Because I'm sure (laughs) there's some people like... I want to be able to lay in my own crystal formation. What what yeah, crystals what? do I need? Anyway, I think you're onto something. Park this um, idea. I'm not the crystal yeah. person. But someone who does crystals needs to work this out. <laughs> yeah. Crystal okay, healing so. course coming soon. But then also if I'm looking for just kind of like a quicker, more simple fix, because sometimes we don't have time for that. We don't have time to make a whole grid and do it with intention. Um, I use the mineral. You don't do that daily. You don't just lay in like Shavasana and cover yourself in crystals. That's not what you do. Of course, you know, three hours a day, you know, just carve that out in my afternoon. Um, (laughs) That's the perfect life I wish. Um, But then also sometimes like personally, when I get menstrual cramps, I'll use something like uh, hematite, which is really iron heavy. So it's really good for regulating blood flow. 
or like vanadinite. Um, vanadinite's my favorite mineral, but that one's very lead heavy. So it's really good for um, working with the circulatory system and things like that. And I'll lay and I'll just allow it to sit on wherever I'm feeling the pain. So usually it's, you know, my lower, my lower stomach, my, my abdomen, things like that. Um, if I'm feeling something where I need like a balance all throughout, I'll usually sit something kind of in between, like in my heart center. So right in between my breasts on my chest. And because that's kind of the center of our being or right below, just um, right on the top of the abdomen. And I, you know, I sit, I allow them to rest with me. If I'm working, I'll have it literally sitting in my lap and I'll just allow it to do its work. Um, because it's also really about allowing yourself to let in that frequency because you can absolutely block things out and block out certain healing frequencies and things. Um, but yeah, sitting with it and allowing yourself to just be with it. Sometimes I'll make a little satchel. So I'll get like a little bag and I'll put a little collection, um, usually like minerals that have to do with the moon too. So like rainbow moonstone, Laramar and things like that. Um, and then I, I'll have it like, you know, like in my pocket or again on my abdomen and things. So you do it like that. That's like the easiest way just to get things done. Or if you have somebody or you who can do a whole grid, that's always great too. I love that. I feel like I want to do a big grid for my best friend. <laughs> Yeah. You know, we just we kind of do kind of stuff similar to that anyway. But oh, anyway, I literally could just ask you a thousand questions right now, and I'm sure everyone listening is like, "Oh my god, what's the crystal for my period pain? And what's the crystal for healthy ovulation? And what's the crystal?" So, <laughs> without like verbally diarrheaing all over you, let's talk about the the next question. Here is is how do we know what minerals are right for us? So. so- If I use myself as an example, you know, how do I know when I'm shopping for a mineral online or I'm going into a store and there's so many books that are there, they're like, this is the meaning and everyone's got an opinion and you're drawn to different things, you know, energetically anyway, how do you know what actually is the right mineral for you? So I think something that's really fun to do that I literally cannot do anymore because if I go into a shop, I know what I'm looking at. But I think it's really great to go into a shop super blind. Um, And sometimes I still can if I like close my eyes and I don't look. But I feel like it's a really good idea to go into these shops and allow yourself to feel around what's going on. Not necessarily touching and grabbing all over everything because COVID, we have to be safe people. But um, I think it's really great. Yeah, exactly. People can't see me, but I'm like. Humming and hovering my hands, like, ooh, what is the energy here? (laughs) Right. Because when you when you put your hand over different minerals, you'll feel a sense of warmth. You'll feel like a tingling when you really connect to certain things. So I think it's really fun to go into a shop, kind of feel things out and see what you gravitate towards. And then once you leave, look up the meaning. And more often than not, it's gonna be something that applies to you something that you need, something that's going to be really beneficial for you in the moment. Um, so I think it's really good, a really good idea to really just go with your intuition. Um, other than that, I mean, I think there's like so many resources out there where you can look up, you know, crystals for love and things like that. Personally, I take a lot of um, like the mineral composition into account, definitely. Um, but like 
for example, like if I'm working with something for heart healing, a lot of the times I'll go for malachite because malachite is very copper dominant and copper is the mineral of Venus, which is the planet of love, of beauty, of appreciation and things like that. Um, so it's very much, and it's very much associated with uh, the circulatory system and heart healing and things like that. So if I'm looking for some type of self-love or a boost in that area, I'll go kind of back in the steps and I'll be like, okay, I like this mineral. It's like this, it has this composition. Okay, this is the one that I need. Um, but yeah, I think it's fun to kind of take your intuition into account and then just trial and error because even I have, some minerals that are, you know, like I love them. They're great, but I don't need them a lot of the time. Like a lot of them are gifted and stuff and they're beautiful to have. And I have them on display and things, but I don't actually need them a lot of the time. Not so for I have healing purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. to like, and they're still good for energetically charging and cleansing the room and things like that. Um, because I do take feng shui into account how I set up my house with like the Bagua map and things. So I can always find a place and a purpose for them. But yeah, I think just kind of going with your gut and figuring out what works for you, because not every crystal is going to work for you. A lot of the times, especially when there's hype, like when Moldavite was a huge thing, a lot of people were like, and eh, I'm not really feeling this when Carnelian was on the hype and eh, I'm not really feeling this and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good point. I think it's the same with everything. Like if there's a diet fad going around and you're like, yeah, that's not really my, that's totally fine too. I, um, it's such great advice. That's also really good for connecting with your intuition. Like how does this feel for me around this particular stone, crystal, rock, whatever it might be. And it's even the same for me if I'm picking a stone from the, like a pebble from the beach, Mm -hmm. you know, or I pick a, um, what are they called? Pumice stones. Um, Oh yeah. when are good for like scrubbing your feet, right? Mm-hmm. We have lots of beaches around here that have hundreds of these. And I'm always like, I want to find the perfect one. And then I just, you know, <laughs> get in my shower. So um, I actually used that same technique when my um, best friend was pregnant and I wanted to buy her a crystal. And what I actually, I'll share this little story, then we'll move on. Is um, I brought her a crystal for, you know, for her to keep in her bra so she could wear that with her while she was oh, pregnant yeah. to bring harmony to the body. But then for her baby shower, which we called a baby or birth blessing, is I got all of her friends to bring a crystal bead and that we beaded a chain together. And then that chain would be something that she would, you know, have for her. And it's actually an an ancient tradition. It's called, you know, a a blessing um, bead or a blessing um, Mm -hmm. bracelet or a blessing necklace. And um, yeah, yeah, it was really, really beautiful. So there's so many beautiful so many things you can do but I have the questions of let's go over the stones so do you mind if we do and I've never I can't kind of don't do this but if we do like a quick fire and I ask you a few different little questions about like what like mineral is best for menstrual cramps period pain because I feel like people are like this is what I have right now and I need some help with this what's the best let's do it yeah okay cool so we'll go with the common little things first but Mm -hmm. what is best for menstrual cramps you mentioned that earlier um yes so for cramping like I said I really like lead and iron dominant minerals because iron dominant really works with uh regulating that steady flow uh, really keeping it consistent and mild um and then lead dominant minerals um they work with the circulatory circulatory system very much so so just very much 
um, also just heart healing and just also contributing to that stable blood flow and things like that. Um, the natanite is my favorite to use for actual cramps and things like that. And I'll, like I said, I'll sit that on my lower abdomen. Um, where That's, you also, sorry, I'm laughing. I'm like, do I dare even ask her how to spell that? <laughs> Was that a B or a V? A V, V A N A D I N I T E. Okay, cool. All right, Vanadonite. Yeah. I was like, is that banana night, banana night? Okay, cool. Because people are going to be like, I don't know how to spell that. I can't find that thing. Okay, great. So that's a really good one, banana night. Yeah. And then also um, Moonstone and Larimar, those are both minerals that are connected to the moon. So those are both really good for creating that ease and tension and releasing um, those just those general cramps and things. I would also say amazonite is really good because really great for uh, cramping, but also on the flip side, really good for easing pain during childbirth. Ooh, so that yeah. would be a great a great thing to gift someone who's going into you know um, I guess labor. labor. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then moonstone and larimar are also just generally associated with fertility. Um, yeah. So I've I've made a couple you know, pouches for people who are trying to have kids. And I always include rainbow moonstone. I'll include a uh, Larimar. I'll do a peach moonstone. Um, sometimes I do like a malachite. If, if they're really special and I can get my hands on it, I'll do a pink tourmaline. Um, cause pink tourmaline is also really good for cramps, uh, but also really good for regulating the cycle, making sure everything is on point and everything. Um, so those are probably the best I'd say for, for cramping. I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by my five day love your cycle mini course. This is a self-paced course to teach you the foundations and fundamentals of your menstrual cycle in less than a week. If you are a woman looking to rediscover your cycle, reconnect with your feminine in a new way, understand your cycle signs and what they mean, this is the mini course for you. Receive daily educational class videos and audios, along with action steps, cycle tracking guides, cycle prompts, and the Love Your Cycle 50 page ebook and audiobook. This is your chance to discover the things that you wish you had have been taught about your cycle at school, how to eat how to move, honoring your emotions, and identifying PMS and cycle signs before they arise. It's your turn to join thousands of women from all over the world who have already taken this course to reclaiming and reconnecting with their bodies. And you can do this too for less than a fancy vegan burger in under a week. To learn more, head to wellsome.com forward slash shop. That's W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E.com forward slash shop. And use the code CYCLELOVE to save 20% off. Okay, this is fantastic. So juicy and good. Now, with how to use the crystal, right? I'm going to go in. I'll ask you about period pain too, which could be cramping, could be very similar. But if there's any different ones for that, is would you recommend just having them placed in, you know, if they're sitting for work or throughout the day, you know, having them around that womb area of their belly or would it be best to kind of tuck into your bra or wear in a pocket um you know what's the best yeah um I usually go to just the lower abdomen and then I don't really wear bras but when I did I would put them in there also something that I don't do as often anymore and that's why it slipped my mind but making like a like an elixir 
Um, so allowing the mineral, a lot of people do like the, the non-contact method, especially because some of the minerals like malachite, you don't want to sit in the water for too long because of the toxicity. Same with vanadinite, you don't want to do that. But having um, like a glass of water, putting it in a bowl and then putting the minerals around it and allowing the minerals to kind of, um, it's the same thing, that process of entrainment, allowing it to work with that water and get it on that same frequency and then drinking that water throughout the day. Oh, that's juicy. So you're putting the water around the glass of the the water, not in the water. Yeah. So you're putting the water in the glass and then you kind of have the minerals that surround it. There are some that are okay to be in water, but it's a little safe. It's just safer Safer. um, just to do it around the water. Especially considering you don't always know what's in your water. So I think that's, that's a really good point. All right. Awesome. Let's go to period pain. Is there any stones, crystals, minerals that are different to the menstrual cramps that you would suggest for period pain? Um, so the first thing that comes to mind is serpentine, um, serpentine and pink tourmaline. They both actually kind of work similarly. Um, but pink tourmaline is especially good for bloating, um, and just like uncomfortability serpentine kind of hits all like not all of the points but a lot of the points it's really good for uh cramping just general period pain irritability headaches um and personally like sometimes I'll get like a fuzzy brain when I'm when I'm in like the um premenstrual phase the pre yes the premenstrual phase I'm like how do I know that that's what you're going yeah. to say it's okay all my clients you. complain about the same thing <laughs> right so I'll yeah. keep serpentine around I'll keep laramar around and I'll keep malachite around um and then what else um banana night's also really good for like regulating flow carnelian is a really popular one carnelian is very good for just lower body things in general um it's really popular for helping people with like low libido or impotency um but then it's also really good for um still keeping that libido up of course but uh regulating your cycle and keeping it as not simple but as what's the word just very um just as comfortable as possible that's the word that I'm looking for um yeah and then all of the the moonstones so rainbow moonstone and peach moonstone peach moonstone is also a really good one for uh that labor and childbirth type of thing also really good for um regulation and reducing like that weird spotty time I hate the spotting because I'm like Mm -hmm. oh we're done we're out of the woods no we're not another pair of underwear ruined um (laughs) (laughs) need period underwear period underwear I know I just um someone just told like recommended a few different brands to me so I'm just kind of going through and figure out which one I want to try window shopping online I am (laughs) no awesome yeah you won't ruin your undies if you have period underwear they're like lifesavers to me okay this is awesome um I'm loving all of this and just goes to show that there is so many different types of minerals and how they all have a different you know meaning or benefit or you know energy towards them absolutely Um, 
Next one is headaches. A lot of people get headaches. So what are like your go-to top three for a headache or migraine? Um, so definitely what I like to do is I'll take a piece of either lapidolite or amethyst. I really like lapidolite because it has a really high lithium content. Um, and that's used in like a lot of, uh, depression medications and things, but it's also really good for relieving tension and anxiety and stress. So I'll place a piece of lapidolite, um, in between my brows and then green aventurine is known to be really good for eyesight and eye soothing, also releasing that tension. So I'll lay down, close my eyes, have lapidolite on the forehead, and then two pieces of green aventurine on my eyelids. And it really helps like relieve, release all of that tension. Um, I noticed that a lot of people use clear quartz. Uh, clear quartz is a stone of amplification. So you would think it kind of amplifies those things, those headaches and things. Ugh, but what it, but, right. But what it actually does, it amplifies the systems in your body that'll fight back. So it's really good for amplifying, especially when you set that intention with it, just that energy of soothing and things. Same with amethyst. Um, it's really good for relieving any any tension any frustration and anything like that especially with like throbbing um and then I keep going back to it but Larimar is a really good one for um relieving that that head tension as well oh my god there's so many great ones yeah there's, um, a lot. there's so many I'm not even naming that I'm gonna remember after this podcast I'm gonna be like dang it Damn. But it's okay. <laughs> um, okay. So a couple more. H- healthy ovulation. So if a woman is trying to conceive, I know you mentioned this a little bit earlier. Um, what are some good stones? And like you've mentioned that moonstones are fantastic for fertility and in general and you know, great for pre um preconception, probably also good for pre-birth or pre-labor. Um, but what any specific stones you'd recommend for a lady? or a family or a couple who are looking to conceive or have a healthy pregnancy? Yes, absolutely. Um, So absolutely rainbow and peach moonstone. Those are going to be the top two across the board. And then, um, oh, what was the other one I had in mind? Oh, it's going to be that amazonite actually. Um, Amazonite is a good one to keep just throughout the entire time like up until that baby has been popped out. Um, Yeah, just really good for kind of relieving those those stresses and those pains during pregnancy, but really trying to um, increase fertility. You also want to go for minerals that are green um, because green is the color of fertility. It's associated with Venus as well. So that goes back to those heart healing, love, affectionate minerals. Uh, so we love like unikite. We love malachite. Those are some really good ones, but I will recommend rainbow moonstone to the ends of the earth. <laughs> That's the go-to. All right, everybody, yeah. Rainbow Moonstone it is. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so a lot of women today use Yoni X. Yeah. Now, when it comes to putting a stone, like a crystal or a mineral in your Yoni, you know, I have um, obsidian and rose quartz um, and I've thought about getting carnelian because um, oh. I've, I've heard that's really good for pre-bleed. 
But any kind of stone you're putting in your yoni, um, what is most beneficial for the menstrual cycle when putting a stone in your yoni? If it was like a crystal, um, like a crystal um, yoni egg, for example. Yeah. So for that, I would absolutely go with that carnelian. Um, and you're right. It's absolutely very good for that pre-bleed and kind of getting ready to get into that, uh, that bleeding part of the cycle. Um, rose quartz is going to be good because it's very much associated with self-love and compassion and kindness. So it really brings that energy into your vaginal canal, I guess I shall say, right? Vaginal that, canal. That whole, that whole, yoni that whole yeah, that whole, everything we got going on. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like it much- also sends it to your cervix because when you put a yoni mm-hmm. in your, in your yoni or in your vagina, it enters through the vaginal canal and sits there. It kind of butts to the cervix or to the face mm-hmm. of the cervix. So, you know, if you have any, I guess, tension in your cervix, like you need to do some cervix dearmoring. I find that that's kind of, I just feel like it's like the sun. And this is radiating, radiating self-love and compassion. <laughs> and that's really what it is. That's what it goes when we go back to that process of entrainment, like the energies of those minerals are working with you so that you're on that same vibration on that same frequency. So yeah, those would probably be my top two, um, awesome. that I think that are safe to be inserted. Um, yeah, those are going to be the two that are safe to be inserted and definitely like top choices for sure. And then carnelian, like I said, it's just really good for all kind of reproductive organs, everything that you have going on for that uh, that low libido also very good for fertility. I forgot to mention that. Um, okay, cool. That one is definitely a good kickstarter for sure. Um, but yeah, rose quartz and carnelian are going to be very good kind of for different reasons, just because rose quartz kind of has that, that softer energy with it or carnelian kind of takes charge and is like, okay, we're going to regulate this. This is what's going to happen. So fantastic. I love that. All right. I could literally just keep asking you all these questions. Like, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? I love but last one that I think impacts a lot of the women and menstruators that I see in my practice um, and also in my programs is mood swings and the emotional roller coaster up and down. Now, this is generally what occurs in that inner autumn premenstrual phase of the cycle. And you've already given us like a bunch of good suggestions specific for pre-bleed. In regards to mood swings, feeling emotionally, oh my God, I'm so good today. And then he's like, fuck my life the next day. <laughs> is what mineral is great to supporting that? Like what's a good mineral that they can just, you know, hold in their hands, they can have on their lap, they can have next to them when they're working or in their lap when they're working, keep in their pocket or just have around them um, or even just in their home for those things. So I, the first thing that came to mind was rhodonite. Um, so rhodonite is really great for allowing you to, um, kind of sit with those emotions in front of your face, very much like, okay, why am I feeling like this? Like what is going on? Um, and really great for allowing you to calm yourself down and really just get more practical with your emotions. Because a lot of time we have those moon swings and, we may know like, okay, yeah, like this is about to happen. My menstrual cycle, all of this stuff. Sometimes we don't care. Sometimes we're like, you know what? It is what it is. So rhodonite is really great for, you know, saying, hey, 
let's calm down, let's really regulate, let's understand what's going on. So it really allows you to take a step back and kind of reset those emotions. Um, Fuchsite is also a really good one. That one really works with connecting the heart and the head. So really finding that clarity and that understanding so you can kind of get on the same page with yourself. Um, I really like sodalite because it's a very uh, communicative stone. So not only helping you to communicate with others in a kind, compassionate, but still a stern manner, setting your boundaries as you need to, but also allowing you to have that, that positive self-talk and really figure things out with yourself. Um, those are probably my tops. Maybe, maybe Morganite too. Morganite is really good for, that one is literally just good for mood swings, really good just for um, bringing everything back to zero. So you're not jumping around to anger and happiness and sadness and frustration and all of these things. So. The ultimate yo-yo of emotional yeah. <laughs> These are fantastic. Now, if you're listening to this and you haven't taken anything out of this episode, I think you need to go back to the start and re-listen because right. so <laughs> much. Like you have just given so many beautiful insights into all these different ways that they work and the different types of minerals that can suit different types of challenges that we might face. And it just can go to show that like, hey, maybe if I am facing this and I'm dealing with it in different ways, maybe this mineral might support me. Now, the next question that I have around this before we get ready to wrap up, because I could literally just keep chatting to you for like all day, Same. <laughs> is what, how do you find these minerals? So I'm listening to you like mention all the um, nights, <laughs> you know, um, I, in health, I'm always calling it the itises, you know, laryngitis, bronchitis, yeah. and now I'm like, these are all the nights, you know. <laughs> so how can we find these minerals some of them I've never even heard of before and I've never even seen, I've been to a lot of, you know, crystal stores, you could say, how would you locate these? Like what is the best way to look for a good quality crystal and then, or, or mineral? And what are you looking for when you're buying? Because I know some come really coded and I'm like, this does not look normal. So right. how, what's, how can you differentiate? I'm asking too many questions in one sentence. Gemma, what are you doing? How can you differentiate between a crappy, mineral and then like a good quality one and then where can you buy them definitely um so the unfortunate thing is that there's there's a lot of places who will sell fake minerals and pass it off as something else it's very difficult to find authentic citrine because often it's just um heat treated amethyst or heat treated clear quartz uh same thing with uh turquoise a lot of people charge a lot for turquoise when it's really just blue dyed howlite and howlite is pretty cheap. So I think if you do have the opportunity to go into a shop, it is a lot more difficult to see things from the eye. I think it's really important to ask questions. If somebody has a metaphysical shop and they're sourcing the minerals and getting these things, you should be able to have a conversation with them about it. I'm very much someone who likes to ensure that things are ethically sourced. I love when shops say, we get them from these families, we get them from these places. Often when you go somewhere and people aren't sure and they're just kind of buying them from whoever, a big indicator is when I ask like, oh, where is this from? And a lot, you get the very vague, uh, you know, it's from, it's from Africa. 
no, like that's not a sufficient answer at all because then you really can't tell me how it was sourced. Um, and we don't want the exploitation of minerals and it's becoming a lot more difficult. Like apparently blue lace, I've been watching this very closely, but blue lace agate is supposed to be completely unmineable within the next decade. So I think it's important to make sure that your seller is transparent with you, ask questions. If they get frustrated, that's not the shop for you. And they're really just trying to make a sale, um, probably because they don't know what they're talking about and they're getting caught up in their own lies, you know? Um, but I'm a huge fan of, you know, finding small businesses. Like I said, I have a local shop. I've been going there since I was, you know, four years old. Um, so I think it's important to do things like that. Also, I'm lucky enough to live in a place where if I want to drive down to San Diego and rent, you know, a bucket for the day, I can go mining myself. Um, there's a lot of places like where you can go and find things yourself, get a rock tumbler and you can tumble them and figure out what they are and things. I just went to, um, Catalina and I grabbed a bunch of minerals and I was able to like, I took the time to look over them and figure out what they were and stuff. So, um, you would have been in your prime. Yeah. Right. I think get in the um, candy store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing. I didn't know there would be so many, but I think, um, so yeah, I think small businesses are the go-to and just asking questions. I think it's so important to ask questions, figure out where it's from, um, ask about its properties, just little things like that. You're not trying to test the people, but you just want to know that they know what they're talking about and they're just not receiving a shipment from some random location. Amazing. This is really good knowledge because I'm sure that that's happened to me in the past before, <laughs> and I'm sure it's happened to others. Yeah. You really want to get into your, to your crystals, definitely explore and ask questions. And Hey, if you don't ask, you don't know. Exactly. So it never hurts to ask. Um, I've absolutely loved this episode. Can you give us three, like to summarize this conversation, can you give us three tips to someone looking to get started in using minerals? Like if yes. someone's like, oh my God, I've never done this before. Where do, like, where do I start? This is overwhelming. I can't do it. Uh, where could they start? Just three simple steps. Um, books, books, books. I <laughs> tell books are where it's at. Uh, I really like Judy Hall. She has a crystal Bible collection. She has like three different volumes. Are you looking I, I back that. because you have I'm the crystal in, Bible? I'm looking at my bookshelf. <laughs> I have the crystal Bible. I can see yes. It. So yeah. that's always a great place to start. Um, again, using your intuition to pick out what you think is best for you. Just because a bunch of people use rose quartz, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. I, I hardly ever work with rose quartz because it's just, it's fine. It's great. Love to see it. It's not for me. So I think going into it, knowing that not every mineral is going to work for you and that they're not going to work immediately. Like some of them do absolutely. Some of them do, but often you can't just grab a piece of rose quartz and be like, where's my husband? Where's my wife? Where, 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 where are they? Like that's, it's unrealistic. And then I think, um, just understanding that it can get overwhelming. There's a lot out there 
We're literally finding new minerals every day. So it's okay to not know everything about everything. Cause I don't know everything about everything too. So, um, but uh, yeah, I think a lot of it with like mineral healing and all of that, it's just a lot of trial and error. Some things are going to work for you better than others. Some things aren't going to work at all. Um, so yeah, trial and error, using your intuition and looking at those books. The internet is great, but people can say whatever they want on it. Take it all with a grain of salt. Even what I say, like look into Fantastic. what I'm saying. <laughs> I love this. This is such a beautiful conversation. I hope everyone who's listening has got a really good insight onto the benefit of minerals and the benefit of how they can support your body and also just support your life in multiple different ways and how you can use them as a tool, not just a pretty thing in your home. Or your, on, your, on your work desk. Um, I've loved having this conversation with you. So thank you so much for joining us on the show. Now, I do have a final podcast question yes. to dive into. We're switching com- gears completely here by asking this no question. Worries. So I want you to think back, Lena, to your younger menstruating self when you got your mm-hmm. fir- period for the first time. Think back to this time in your life. And I want you to share with us what are three things that you wish you had have known then that you now know today? I wish I would have known that it didn't have to be anxiety inducing. I, I, I got it when I was 11 on Labor Day. So I got oh, it wow. when I, or no, not on Labor Day, on Veterans Day. So November 11th when I was 11. And I remember just being like, <laughs> what, what is the line of the 11th? Right, right. I'm like, okay. It wasn't in 2011, weird. was it? <laughs> no, that would have been, that would have been iconic. Let me tell you. But yeah, I think um, if I had known that it didn't have to be this anxiety inducing thing, because it was like, it was kept a secret kind of like, I remember just like people in the family being like, oh, are you on your monthly? Like, you know, take that in the bathroom, all of this stuff and having to hide kind of things like that. Um, Also that it's not the start of quote unquote, becoming a woman. That's like, I know I'm 11. Okay. Like, let's not. Um, Because then also I felt like I had to have all of these other things going on. I thought, you know, I, I had to mature really quickly and I had to do all of these things. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm still a kid and things like that. Um, and then the third thing that there were options, I was really just given, like, you can either stick a tampon up there or this huge pad, pick one. And it was just very limiting. And I was like, wow, like, this is what I have to do for the rest of my life. I guess, or I guess not the rest of my life up until menopause, but like, you know, I guess. (laughs) You're spot on. It's today in the day and age that we live in, there are so many more options and I guess really good supportive menstrual tools that can transition you into getting like through your first period that, you know, Mm -hmm. I definitely didn't have. Mine was like yours. So um yeah we we have a lot more available to us so very fortunate for our new menstruators that are going on and our future menstruators too um lena i've absolutely loved this episode thank you so much for joining us on the show um i would love to have you back to talk even more about crystal oh yeah um but i'm just really blessed that you dedicated this time to share with us all about minerals and mineral healing and things that we can use as tools to support our body and our health. So thank you so much for making the time. Yay.
Yeah, happy to provide the time. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle. 